Hello, hello. Welcome to Twin Flame Transformation Season 2. My name is Michelle and I will be your host and guide. On today's podcast, I want to talk about signs, symbols, and obstacles that we face on the Twin Flame journey. Also, don't forget to stay to the end where you'll be able to hear another Twin Flame share their journey so far. Okay, so let's talk about signs, symbols, and obstacles. I know so many of you, because I've heard from a lot of you, and I know my own experience, the signs and symbols and synchronicities that we experience on this Twin Flame journey are absolutely incredible. And sometimes I remember early on in my journey, I was like, what is going on with me? Like, am I going crazy, right? I was seeing 1111 everywhere, 111 everywhere. I was seeing everything that was like a twin, like a tree that had two branches or that were growing from the same root, things like that. I was seeing them everywhere and I was asking for those signs. But what I wasn't willing to see were the obstacles that were in my path. Those obstacles to me were something to get over, to work through. And it's taken me a long time to realize that obstacles are signs just like all the other signs we see because the universe is always speaking to us. Always. We see the universe through the lens of our life, through the lens of our beliefs, our conditions, our soul, our body our truth. And as we change and heal, right, veils get taken down, things shift, and we see the world differently. And working with dreams has taught me so much because it allowed me to understand the language of the universe. The universe doesn't speak to us in words, right? The universe speaks to us in signs, symbols, metaphors, geometry, colors, tone, sounds, music, right? That's the same way our dreams speak to us. Our dreams speak to us in the exact same way. Dreams are rarely literal where everything about them is an exact replica of what is happening or to happen or has happened. They're usually some different version of the story. So if you want more information on that, you can you can go and check out my online dream course because I get a little deeper into this in that course. But Just to give you an overview, right? The universe is always speaking to us. Every sign we see, every symbol we see is there for us. It is meant for us. And our soul and even our ego are always working for us. The universe is always conspiring in our behalf. And if we have unconscious beliefs that are maybe negative or doubtful, that will be reflected back to us as well. So those obstacles are also a part of what's being reflected back to us. So I'm going to give some examples of obstacles. Um, I'm going to mention 9-11. So if that's triggering at all for you, you can pause this and skip ahead. But I was in New York during 9-11. And I knew a handful of people who that day were supposed to be in the World Trade Centers, one of those buildings, and they weren't. One of them, I think, overslept. Another one, the train stopped and was delayed. Another one ran into a friend and and didn't make it into that building. And there are numerous accounts of this. I remember hearing more and more accounts of this. And it was so perplexing to me at the time. I had a different level of awareness of the universe. But I remember confused because how could some people have been protected, 
right, from being in those buildings. And other people had endured horrific deaths and experiences. So, you know, I had to go into some deep thought and meditation on this and prayer. And, you know, my belief in what how the universe works and dealing with past lives is that we choose these lives and our soul chooses these experiences. And so I hold the belief that those souls agreed to have that experience. Everything is in service of the whole. And I apologize if that's triggering or if you've lost anyone. It can be really hard to understand death when it doesn't make sense, right? But that's a whole nother topic. But if we look at the people who did survive, who had those obstacles, there were obstacles that saved their life. Those were obstacles that on any other day could have been looked at as irritating in their way. I would have been late to work, all those things. And yet those obstacles saved their life. There are tons of obstacles that in retrospect, if we look at, I invite you to look at some in your life that in retrospect guided you in the right direction. I can think of tons in my life where at the time didn't want it to happen, couldn't believe it wasn't happening. I should, this should have happened, right? The old should haves. It should be different. In retrospect, I see why I needed to have that happen so I could go through this. Well, the twin flame journey I have found is no different. These obstacles, almost everyone I know on this twin flame journey experiences obstacles with their twin flame that keeps them separate. It is quite common, marriage being one of the most common, but there are other things too, other obstacles that keep twin flames apart. And we're taught in romance movies, romantic movies, and we're taught in fairy tales that obstacles are to be overcome for love, right? Love conquers all. And while that may be true, if we don't have that self-love within ourselves, it can't conquer all, right? So those obstacles are actually preventing us from a situation that is not for our highest good at this moment. Now, as always, only take what resonates. You may disagree. I think there was probably a time in my life where I was hearing this and I would be triggered and probably angry because maybe I didn't want to see that or... It wasn't true for me at the time. So whatever is true for you, I honor and please take only what resonates for you. But I just want to invite the idea in that obstacles are actually a sign and symbol from the universe, right? They're a symbol of stop, pause, redirect, not now, not available. And yet we want to fight against it. And so we ask ourselves, who's fighting against this? Our ego, our personality? Is there a younger child part of us who's like, I want what I want because I didn't get it from my parents? This is the healing work these obstacles ask of us. This brings up all of our abandonment issues. This brings up everything that needs to be looked at, right? So I just invite that idea in that if you are facing obstacles, that those obstacles are also signs from the universe. And then look at what comes up around it. Anger, despair, frustration, confusion, sadness. Gosh, so many, right? I can remember so clearly. It's interesting. This twin flame journey is a soul to soul journey, right? And I also wanted to make this clear because this has come up to me a couple of times in the past month that I do believe that we are the same resonance of soul resonance as our twin flame, that we came from the same soul and that we were split into, right, and dropped into different bodies. But that 
meaning of split in two often takes on a belief that we're not whole, that we're only half of a whole. And I want to clear that up that as souls spread, because source consciousness, God energy, divided into all these pieces, and that's the souls. That's what I believe. As Rumi, the poet, says, the mystic poet says, right, we are all drops of the same ocean, the ocean being God, and we are all drops. And in our drop, in our soul, contains all of the ocean, all of God. We are that. So we are not less than for having a twin flame, right? The other half of us is not missing. And even though it gets divided into that divine masculine, divine feminine, it's an invitation. They're a mirror to show where that balance is off in our lives. And so I feel like that is important to remember because remember the universe speaks to us in signs and symbols, right? The yin yang is a symbol and metaphors. It's not literal. So it's like we're not literally half a soul, like literally missing half. We are coming from the same soul. We do have the same soul resonance, I believe, I firmly believe. And so even on this time off that I had, right, you may remember if you listened to these podcasts a couple episodes ago, I said I was going to take some time off. I can't even begin to tell you what I went through. Such amazing signs and symbols came to me. And when I tried to think about, well, what am I going to do with the podcast? How is it going to be different? I had gone through some deep healing. And as you probably know, when you go through deep healing, you transform and your personality, your ego for what it was sort of has to adjust, right? And as you go on the spiritual journey, your ego has to learn to step aside, right? It becomes less and less important and it will fight you along the way. Trust me it will fight you. So my ego was showing up and saying, what are we going to do with the podcast? It needs to be different. We've changed. We, my ego and myself, we've changed. And I was hitting a roadblock, an obstacle. I couldn't, I couldn't do an episode. I didn't know what to do. I felt blocked. I felt like literally a roadblock of energy coming from my ego. And then I had let go. I thought, what if I just let go? What if I never knew, do another episode again? I'm going to let go. I'm going to non-attach, which is what I've done on my twin flame journey. It is the biggest gift to do. It is scary, but I cannot tell you that is when you know what love is, right? So I let go. I let go and I believed or I held the idea that if I never do another episode, that's okay. I let go. In the letting go, the signs and symbols I received were unbelievable. I received information that came to me that propelled me further in twin flame knowledge, which I will share to you as time goes on. I received information from my twin flame guides that was so clear. I became clear again. And then I remembered, it's not my ego or personality who does these podcasts, right? It's me getting out of the way, connecting in my body, aligned with my masculine, feminine, and my soul, and letting my soul open up and receive information from my higher self, from my twin flame guides, from source energy. That's when I can do a podcast and feel free. It's not me, Michelle, doing it, right? So I had to get out of my own way again. And when I got out of my way, the path was clear. And so I invite us on this twin flame journey to get out of our own way. Just like in dream work, we try and analyze a dream through our mind. Our mind is the masculine, logical, linear part of us. Dreams don't come from our mind, our conscious self. Dreams come from the unconscious. They come from 
a place that's connected to our body and creativity and source energy. So we have to analyze dreams from the same place they come from, not from our mind, right? We can't analyze this twin flame journey from our mind. If our mind tries to figure out what each sign and symbol means and what each obstacle means, it can, it can feel crazy making. But if we can drop into our body, <laughs> get out of the way, Let invite our ego to step aside, get out of the way, open up, open up to source energy, our drop of water, our higher self, which connects to the source of all this entire universe, source energy, so vast, infinite knowledge, infinite possibilities. And we look at the signs and symbols from that place. We breathe and our body receives the information. The feminine receives what the sign and symbol means. And then we know. We don't have to know what it is literally. We don't have to put it to words. We know it. We experience it. We don't have to figure it out. Like I said before, because my guides have told me this, the twin flame journey is not to be figured out. It's to be lived. I invite us all to drop into our bodies, connect with our soul, Open up to the experience of this twin flame journey. Listen to those signs and symbols and obstacles from our body and from our soul. And then we'll know what to do. Turn that love that's external, turn it internal. And the more you fill up internally, the more you have to give externally. This twin flame journey is a journey back to yourself, to source energy and union with your mind, body, soul. And when you become in union with your mind, body, soul, you become in union with the universe and you understand it all. I promise you, I promise you, I promise you. Thank you all for being on this journey with me. I have a new appreciation for these podcasts now that I've gotten out of my own way. They are an absolute blessing for me as well. And I am honored to be in this community with all of you, to share this journey with all of you as we ascend together. It is so exciting. It is happening. It is happening fast. And I hope this has been helpful. If you're looking for more group support, we have the Facebook group, private Facebook group called Alchemical Souls. Ask to join and Molly will let you in. And thank you. Thank you to Molly for managing that. And now, please join me for our next Twin Flame Share. To tell the tale of my Twin Flame journey, I have to begin with my breakup with my ex-partner with whom I was with for seven years. We broke up in January 2021. I remember shortly before our breakup, having and feeling a deep-seated fear of the unknown. I specifically remember one morning as I looked out a window and thought, who am I? Because... My identity had become so obscured and defined by my relationship for a very long time. I was scared because I didn't know what I was going to do next, or if I'd ever find love again. Nonetheless, I knew that the fear of the unknown had to be embraced because I had been deeply unhappy and didn't feel like I could fully be myself in the relationship anymore. I was living in Seattle at the time, and my family lived in California. So after the breakup, I moved back to California to be close to my support system. In the first two months after the breakup, while going through my healing process, I found it incredibly hard to sit with my thoughts and feelings, and I also felt profoundly alone. Against my better judgment, because I knew it was way too soon, I decided to try to date again, to try to provide a distraction from feeling so bad. Soon after, I began dating a woman whose company provided a soothing alleviation from feeling utterly alone. 
What was interesting is that this woman had also gone through a breakup from a long-term relationship around the same time as I did, so we were both in the same boat of trying to heal. In the months that ensued, we provided each other an outlet to have fun together that included going on a series of fun, unique dates and many outdoor and nature excursions. In addition, we communicated very well and helped each other to try to heal our emotional wounds from our respective past relationships. I know that for myself, as this relationship kept unfolding, I felt comfortable and was developing deeper feelings. I thought that there could be potential for something meaningful to ensue. But after a few months, we both realized we wanted different things, and so we ended it. But we remained friends. There were no ill feelings at all towards this breakup, but I did find myself where I originally began, trying to heal. But this time I was trying to heal from two breakups. So there I was again, trying to sit through the discomfort of processing my thoughts, emotions, and feelings, especially feeling like I was trying to fight off the gloom of loneliness. During this time, I reconnected with a really good friend who is a very spiritual and grounded person. There was one point where she talked in length about the law of attraction, and though I have heard of the law of attraction, I never really took the time to understand it. She introduced me to Esther Hicks, also known as Abraham Hicks, as a starting point to learn more about it. She even suggested that I try a little exercise just to try it out. She suggested that I write a manifestation list to attract the qualities I sought in a potential partner. So one night, I thought to myself, what do I have to lose? And I started to write all the qualities I sought in a potential partner. As I began writing, I found myself filling the page of a notebook without editing my thoughts. I just allowed my pen to flow. When I was done, I read back what I had written. I didn't fully believe I could receive all that I had written, but at the same time, I tried to remain open-minded. Then I closed my notebook and didn't think about it again. Two months later, I received a notification on a dating app that someone was interested in me. When I opened the app, my first impression of this person was that she was absolutely stunning, but at the same time, I remember thinking that she didn't possess the typical physical features that I usually was attracted to. Nonetheless, there was absolutely no denying that she possessed rare beauty. When I read her message, there was a genuine sweetness and thoughtfulness to what she wrote. So I don't hold you in suspense. Even though I didn't know it at the time, this is the woman who I would eventually find out is my twin flame. So in our correspondence via the dating app, we set a date to meet for coffee on the morning of February 6, 2022. When the day came, I remember arriving about 15 minutes early, and I had found parking right across the street from the coffee shop. I decided to wait in my car till it was time to go inside. While I waited, I remember suddenly and inexplicably feeling nervous. Then from a distance, I could see her walking towards the coffee shop. She was completely unaware that I was just right across the street in my car. As I saw her walk, I felt a very strange energy emerging, which I just attributed to my nervousness. Finally. I got out of the car, walked across the street, and as I entered the coffee shop, I saw her standing near the doorway with her back to me. She was unaware that I was right behind her. Then I said her name, and she turned around and looked right at me, while her smile beamed so brightly, and at that moment when our eyes met, I felt an incredible intense feeling. It was like I was suddenly struck with a vibrant energy that felt extremely warm and inviting. At that moment, which felt both fleeting and eternal, I was completely dazzled by her. I felt myself getting lost in her eyes as she smiled. We introduced ourselves, and it strangely felt like I already knew her, but we had never met before. 
We then stood in a very long line to order our drinks, as it was a bustling, hip and trendy coffee shop. As we stood in line, our conversation flowed smoothly. Then, as I was listening to her talk, a thought instantly popped into my head like a divine message. The thought was, I'm going to marry this woman. I was quite stunned by this thought, and I remember thinking, wow, did I actually just think that? Never in my entire life, especially on a first date, did I ever say this about anyone. I never even felt like I wanted to marry my ex, who I was in a seven-year relationship with. Then, right after I had that thought, as we continued to stand in line, a song started playing in the background that had a lot of personal meaning to me. I often fantasize that if I ever do get married, that this specific song would be the first song I would dance to with my partner at our wedding. The song was, You Are the Best Thing, by Ray LeMontagne. And as I heard it playing in the background, I couldn't believe the coincidence of this song's timing aligning with my seemingly random thought. Overall, the first meeting with my twin flame felt magical. It felt like everything was in its proper place, like a completed puzzle. I never felt so good, aligned, or such a strong connection meeting someone for the first time. Our first date lasted about six hours, but it felt like only ten minutes had gone by. We had so much to talk about that time just flew by like a happy fleeting whirlwind. Our third date was also very special. She had mentioned that it was her birthday on the upcoming Friday. I had asked her if she had any plans. She replied by saying that she typically never does anything on her birthday. I understood where she was coming from and related to this because I usually like to keep my birthdays low-key and quiet too. Nonetheless, I didn't want her to be alone on her birthday, so I invited her to come over to my place so I can make us dinner. She agreed, and it was such a fun time. We talked and talked and played board games and laughed a lot. At this point, we still hadn't ever had our first kiss, and the thought of kissing her that night was deeply embedded in my mind. It was evident that we liked each other very much, but I think we were both extremely nervous. Nonetheless, at one point while we were talking, I felt the attraction and anticipation building. Finally, I took the chance and leaned in to kiss her, and as our lips softly met, it was like a spark that lit my soul. Oh my god, the moment our lips touched, it was unlike any feeling I ever felt. This kiss literally felt like it was connecting and placing the final piece to an intricate 10,000 piece puzzle. I felt immense love at that moment and just lost myself in that kiss. And the best part was that the next time we spoke, she said the sweetest words to me. She said, quote, that the kiss was everything to her. And here's one strange coincidence that I didn't realize until much later. I realized that I had kissed her on her 34th birthday. I was 43 at the time, so in a way, it was magical to kiss her on her birthday because our ages were literally a palindromic number, meaning if placed side by side, 34 next to 43, they would be read exactly the same way backwards and forwards. I thought this was significant because of the mirroring aspect of Twin Flames. After that night, our bond grew more intense. I thought I was the only one who felt this way, but as we got to know each other more and more, she often confirmed that she felt that we had a very strong connection too. And as we kept getting to know each other, there was a plethora of similarities between us. I mean, it could be something as minute as the eclectic range of music that we both enjoyed, or something more perceptible and uncanny like individual childhood photographs of each other that had very similar compositions, poses, and where we would be wearing very distinct style of clothing. It felt like we were both old souls. There was also a deep fondness and appreciation for old relics and antiques, especially from a particular era, or that we both had three dogs. 
These are just some similarities to name a few from a list of many. And then, not to mention, there were serendipitous and highly fortunate coincidences that occurred during our time together. But at the time, I just viewed them as mere fortunate coincidences that I deemed quote-unquote lucky. About three weeks into dating, one night I happened to notice the notebook where I wrote the list of the qualities I wanted to attract in a potential partner. I opened it and reread what I had written over two months ago. And as I ran down my extensive list, I realized that this woman hit every mark. And I remember thinking, how is this possible? I shared my little law of attraction experiment with her and told her I think I attracted her. I expected her to laugh or lightly tease me about this, but then she shared two things with me that were uncanny. First, she said that before she moved to California, she listened to a voice in her mind that said she had to specifically move to Roseville, California. And she didn't even know where Roseville was. She never heard of it. She didn't know why, but she felt compelled to follow that guidance. Then she said that while she was living here, she was also compelled to write a manifestation list, but that she only wrote two things on her list because she was at a very weird stage in her life and she didn't want to hope for too much. Two things she wrote on her list were that she wants to meet someone who loves dogs and coffee. Those were her two things. Someone who loves dogs and coffee. When she said this, my jaw dropped because I had a hat that literally says dogs and coffee on the bill because I'm utterly passionate about both. Meaningful coincidence? I don't know. All I can say is that this happened. Anyways, I honestly knew I loved this woman the moment we kissed, and even quite possibly the moment we met. I wanted to express this to her, but I was afraid that it might scare her away. I didn't know if I was going too fast. I wanted to take it slow, but it was so hard to have all these feelings fiercely bubbling up inside. I never felt like this. Eventually, I couldn't contain it any longer. I felt like I had to express myself. And one day I finally told her how I felt and that I loved her. Her reaction was loving and tender, but she didn't express the same sentiment, at least not at that moment, and I didn't expect her to. I just wanted her to let her know how I feel. It took her approximately another month to express how she felt, but by that time, the boat had been rocked rather unsteadily. We came to a point where there was an undeniable shift in our relationship, and at that time, I didn't understand what was going on. It was all very confusing and intense. Like, sometimes I could say something so innocent but I noticed that she would be triggered by it, and then a fight would ensue. I would try to resolve any misunderstanding, but it seemed the more I tried, the more it triggered her. Most of the time, I was like, whoa, what is going on? It started to become a pattern, and this new shift in energy shook both our foundations, and I started to feel uncertain about everything. At first, I found myself apologizing and trying to get us back to a place of feeling happy and good again, but my efforts seemed fruitless. I found the more I tried to fix things, the more it pushed my twin away, but again, I had no clue what was going on at the time. It just didn't make sense to me at all why we found ourselves suddenly fighting. And I often found that there was nothing I could say or do to make it right again. It's only now in retrospect that I can see where some things went wrong. Everything started to shift after I told my twin flame that I loved her. Soon after, I began to introduce fear and doubt into the equation because I remember there was one night where I started to express some of my insecurities to her. I'm not even sure what triggered me to do this. All I know is that one night, I suddenly felt a surge of fear, and it was almost like I couldn't contain myself from expressing it. I had horrible feelings of not feeling worthy or enough. She tried to help quell those insecurities, but I found myself rejecting her help, and then I would emotionally shut down. Soon after, she also began to express her insecurities, as well as past unresolved traumas in her life. 
It was a turbulent period in our relationship where we were both struggling to be vulnerable and to cope with the intense feelings that we were both experiencing. She even broke up with me a few times, and each time I felt devastated. Then a day or two would go by, and we'd communicate again, and she'd apologize. And I always forgave her because I loved her. But the more this pattern kept repeating, the less ourselves we were being. Love was being replaced by anxiety and fear. Ultimately, we finally reached a point where we couldn't sustain the relationship, and this saddened me beyond measure. Our last communication was abrupt. I tried to communicate with her via text because she refused to see me, but she expressed that she didn't want to talk. So the last thing she said to me via text was that she cares about me very deeply, but that she didn't want further communication and requested that I respect her boundaries. I did respect her boundaries, but the cutting of this cord felt so sharp and painful, like someone ripped my heart out of my chest, and I felt like I still had so much to say and I didn't get a chance to say goodbye. It literally felt like I was losing my best friend, and we had only known each other for six months at this point. After a few days, I wrote a letter expressing everything I felt, and I emailed it to her, but I never heard a response. This was in mid-August 2022. We haven't had any communication at all since then. About two weeks after we broke up, I started experiencing an overabundance of coincidences or synchronicities. At first, they were like a light trickle of water flowing from a faucet, but soon I found myself under the intense pressure of a waterfall pounding into my awareness. I mean, seriously, I thought I was going insane. I could not explain what was going on, and it wasn't like I could just ignore them. At first, I just thought I was seeing what I wanted to see because I was grieving, but eventually, I couldn't label these just as mere coincidences. I mean, these certainly weren't dismissive. These coincidences felt like they were being sent from a higher power. And quite honestly, before experiencing these, I didn't even consider myself to be a highly spiritual person. In fact, I always considered myself agnostic and a spiritual skeptic. But the more they kept occurring, the more I was becoming a firm believer that there is indeed a higher divine power and that I certainly wasn't in control. These coincidences were happening almost on a daily basis, and they were quite remarkable. Finally, I came to a point where I just couldn't deny these anymore. I accepted the full force of them, and I actually reached out to a psychic, something I never imagined myself doing, especially since I thought psychics were frauds. After getting past my skepticism, I was told that this woman was my twin flame. My initial reaction to this was, what? What in the heck is a twin flame? After receiving this information, I became entrenched in my own curiosity, and I delved headfirst into a rabbit hole that kept getting deeper and deeper. I tried to learn as much as I could about Twin Flames, and the more I learned, the more synchronicities I kept experiencing, and the more doors kept opening to learning new things. Eventually, I started keeping a journal entry of each coincidence I experienced. To date, I have literally written down hundreds of them. This journey has been a long winding path that sometimes leads to moments of deep doubt, despite the plethora of signs and coincidences I've received. I constantly questioned my sanity and tried to talk myself out that any of what I was experiencing was real. I told myself that I'm only seeing what I want to see. But then something so remarkable would happen again, which put me right back on the path of trusting the universe again. I have ultimately come to learn that this journey is a battle between my ego and my soul. It's a journey of reconnecting with yourself and loving yourself unconditionally and not to place your happiness on any external factors such as money, job status, or in another person even. We are responsible for our own happiness 
And we have to ensure that we refill our own cups in order to show up whole in our relationships. Because if you do simple math, one half times one half equals one fourth. Essentially, if you can't show up whole, you'll keep depleting yourself until your cup runs dry. This is no doubt a tough journey. And in times of doubt, I wanted to give up so many times. But I am grateful that I was put on it. And I am grateful that my twin came into my life to shake my foundation to wake me up. Interestingly, it's like I had to lose this person in order to be found. Because that is what this journey is about. It's about reconnecting with ourselves, our soul, and to look inward to heal and face our doubts, fears, and insecurities in order to make room for our soul to be filled with unconditional love and to expand. Ultimately, to be able to stop running from ourselves, which I was doing after my breakup from a seven-year relationship. I was so afraid to be alone and afraid to face all the feelings that were coming up and try to heal them. I jumped into another relationship so I wouldn't have to feel what I was feeling. And then my twin showed up at the right time to literally reflect back like a mirror that I have to stop running away from myself. Funny thing about the concept of mirroring, I don't think we can ever forget our twin flames. Believe me, I've tried. But there was one time where I was beginning to think a little less of her. I was on a day trip in San Francisco and I was driving along, just happily singing along to music. And a car on the opposite direction drove past. And I looked at the license plate and it took me several seconds to realize it. But then it hit me. Oh my God, that is my twin's name spelled backwards. I just thought that was funny. And as soon as I realized it, I laughed so hard. Talk about a wink from the universe. I guess it didn't want me to forget her, or it wanted me to get back on track on this journey. One last thing, in terms of which one of us is the divine feminine or the divine masculine. I can't say for certain. It's said that the one who awakens first is the divine feminine. And so by that definition, I would think that I was the divine feminine, just because of all the synchronicities I've experienced. But by the same token, my twin could have also been the divine feminine. And the reason I say this is because when we were together, she exhibited highly intuitive energy and she often said things that didn't make sense to me at the time. Things about ego and patterns and energy. So what if she was the one who was already awake? And in a way, relaying messages for me that I wouldn't be able to understand until our separation. I wouldn't put it past the universe, but it's probably not important which one of us is which because ultimately we all have both feminine and masculine energies. And our work is to be able to harmonize this energy within. And I honestly believe that the universe is doing all it can in its own mysterious way to help us to get to that place. I miss my twin flame very much, but I do have faith in this journey, and I believe everything happens for a reason. In the meantime, I wish her the best in her journey and hope that she is well, happy, and at peace. During this time of separation, I'm focusing on myself and learning as much as I can. And I'm going to keep trusting the universe, and I'm going to keep loving myself, and I'm going to be open to possibilities. For everyone listening, thank you for taking the time, and I wish you peace and love on your own journeys.